Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I am Stephanie Goldstein, and this is Life Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion, and that is what we love to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Life's Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook. You can also email us at lifesaccessoriespodcast at gmail.com with comments, questions, or accessory suggestions. And if you like what you're listening to, we would love it for you to share this podcast with a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Also, do not forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hello, listeners. Today, we are talking to the super duper talented designer. And yes, we do love designers. And I guess you could say we aspire to sometimes be designers ourselves. We do. Before we hit record, I was actually telling Stephanie about this antique bench that I just brought over from my parents' house. And Mm -hmm. I'm reconfiguring the whole situation because I'm kind of a designer. I love reconfiguring all situations. It's just this thing where I'm constantly moving furniture, pillows, etc. Oh my gosh. It makes me excited about doing this. I don't love the reason <laughs> I brought the bench over, but I'm excited to reconfigure it. So yeah, we think we're designers. We do. And I should say, in addition to reimagining the bench, I've mentioned this before, I'm reimagining yeah. some of my grandmother's antique jewelry. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That pin could be earrings, right? Yes, of course. It all. Of course. Yeah. Do whatever you want. I, I can't wait to see what happens with those creations. They are coming along. Can I just say that Good. there is a key that is turning into a necklace? Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. And Love I can't it. even get started on the throw pillows because we could do a whole podcast oh, on throw pillows. Maybe we should. I think we should. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lisa Coistra is the award-winning designer and founder of LK Designs, a Burlington. Now, listeners, that is in Canada. We are quite international here at Life's Accessories. Um, It's a Canada-based firm providing complete, bespoke residential design services to clients across Canada and globally. Lisa earned her interior design degree and has worked under the tutelage of top industry designers. She gained a wide knowledge of interior design, renovations, decor, and TV set design. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in TV set design. Yes. Don't you want to know what the thought process went into to design like some of the friend spaces? Yes. Monica's apartment. Yes. Was it the purple wall? Is that what they the had? Purple the wall. purple yeah. wall. Yeah. I can't believe we're still talking about Monica's apartment. I know. <laughs> so Lisa's desire to inspire and be inspired has led her to pursue a professional path of interior design, which has been her focus for well over a decade. She founded her own full-service interior design firm, Lisa Coistra Designs, in 2017, where she translates her own signature distinctive design style mixed in with Scandinavian sensibilities within her designs. I'm excited to talk to her. Me too. She's going to be like, you guys are not designers. I know. Yeah. But But that's okay. Listen, we're just chatting, right? We can. Yeah. It's okay. We'll bring her on. Hi, Lisa. And welcome to Life's Accessories. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. We're going to get right to it. Our listeners and us, we would like to know what accessory you're going to share with us today. So today I have my grandma, which we call by Oma, her vintage purse. 
So a little clutch, something that I was able to get from her once she passed. And it's something that's just very sentimental to me. So it just adds like that little vintage touch. And it looks so great with like a little black dress, but I do, I use it a lot and it just has a lot of meaning behind it. So that's what I'm bringing today. We'll share a screenshot with our listeners, but can you describe it for everybody? Yeah. So it has this very vintage floral print. So it's a mix of like roses and other little flowers, little birds, very delicate, a a little gold chain along the top, and then just a little clasp. Very simple, but very elegant. I have a few clutches that were my grandmother's. And I feel like what's new is old. What's old is new because yeah, exactly. I see a lot of them now sold in, for example, like an anthropology or something like that, which obviously mm-hmm. they're newer, but I will say, don't you think there's something to the quality of the true vintage bags that you just can't find anymore? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They last forever, right? This is very old and it's still, it's worn, but I think that's also the beauty of it as well, right. but it's, it's durable and it lasts the test, like test of times. So funny. Do you wear it a lot? I do. Yeah. I think it's great with different like black dresses and it just adds a little bit of that vintage touch. I have a funny story about a vintage clutch, which is yeah. I was carrying one of my grandmother's, like a black beaded vintage clutch to a party that I was at years ago. Yeah. And you put your bag down at your seat at the table and that's like your seat, right? Yeah. You have your yeah. assigned seat. And so as I was walking by the table, a friend said, whose bag is that? Meaning who's sitting here? And I was like, oh, that's my grandmother's. That's my grandmother's bag. She's sitting here. (laughs) It's so funny. So apropos of that, we take these people with us, right? Wherever we are. Yeah, we totally do. Although these little clutches are so small, we can't get a whole lot into them, right? (laughs) No, but (laughs) it's true. It just adds that little bit of of touch, right? That little accessory. Yeah. Like you said, they have, yeah, and they have the meaning behind it. So it just, it's sentimental. It's vintage. It's just that cool, unique piece. And also like when I wear it, people are like, where did you get that? (laughs) Isn't it fun to have things like that, that you just can't find elsewhere. That's makes it extra special for sure. Well, speaking of finds and interesting things, Stephanie and I were talking before we brought you on that we think we're interior designers. We're not, (laughs) but actually right before I got on the Zoom call, you're not going to believe it. I had a um, screwdriver. I was trying to take off the knobs for this old chest that I just brought over from my parents' house because I want to reconfigure it. We pretend that we are designers. (laughs) We actually are not, but we want to know if you've always wanted to be an interior designer and what inspired you to get into this field that we so worship. Yeah. So it's, this is something that I've, it's always been a passion. I've always known it's sometimes like, I feel weird saying it, but it was like grade six. And I was like, this is what I'm going to be. My grandfather at the time built me a dollhouse and I would spend all my allowance, all my time buying dollhouse furniture and like Uh, wallpaper. I love it. (laughs) And it just like, it was something that happened at a young age and I just knew it. So from there, it was like my courses in high school reflected of what I needed to get into university for design. And then when I was in interior design school, it was like, I was very programmed. Okay. What's, what's my next step? It's the design firm I'm going to work for. So it's, yeah, it definitely happened at a young age and I, I don't regret anything. It's something it's weird. It was grade six, but but you know, (laughs) how many times have you redecorated the dollhouse? That's what I want to know. Like so many times. And, (laughs) and I look at it now, it's definitely, it has the vintage charm too. There's like wallpaper that 
it kind of has that flocking, like the little bit of like velvet <laughs> and it, like this kind of damask pattern. And it's actually my daughter's room now. So it's yeah. something that has had a little bit of a beating too, as well, like from moving and there's like shingles that have come off. So it's always mm-hmm. been my goal. I'm like, I got to fix this up for my daughter. And it's yeah. just a piece that has a lot of meaning to it. I've shared this before, but my father made me a dollhouse, I think when I was six and, um, (laughs) but it's a replica of the house where I grew up and all of the rooms were decorated the same. Even the wallpaper in my bedroom was a pretty close match, which was incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Lisa, what you're saying is that your first design project was for a dollhouse. And you know what? I'm thinking that there should be like an HGTV show for dollhouses or something. I agree. That's a great idea. I know. I I, think so too. Yeah. Like when I, when I was that old and I was doing this and going to stores to get dollhouse furniture, it was a big thing. There was designated stores for dollhouse furniture. Yeah. We had one in our town. I know. Yeah. It was so cool. I agree. I think it needs to come back. Let's do it. If you guys are I, listening, I, HGTV producers, dollhouse design. Yeah, dollhouse design. Dollhouse yeah. yeah. Dollhouse I reboot. It. I yeah. love that too. So tell us your thoughts on how interior design has evolved since age six. What are you seeing and what's different and new and get you excited? I, design is always changing, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, for me, I always, I'm big on looking at the trends in fashion and basing what's happening. Obviously, if you look at Europe, they're way ahead of us a lot of the time. So I love looking at what's going on the runway, what's going to happen in the design world next. I think it's always evolving. Things are always changing and growing. Like I said, like from what I decorated my dollhouse, that's not how I would decorate a home now. But I think keeping some of those eclectic pieces, like when we go into people's homes, they have, you know, oh, I have this China cabinet and it means a lot. That's great. Let's work with that but let's spin on more of a contemporary style. So it doesn't all have to reflect the vintage. So it's good to keep some of those eclectic pieces, but we're definitely going into more of a minimalism. I feel like a little bit. People have gone through a lot in the past couple of years and we feel that people just want to feel at ease in their home. They want Mm. that calming environment that lends a lot of what we do. We focus a lot on classic contemporary minimalism spaces that reflect our clients, who they are and that they can grow in something that's going to last like a last a lifetime. You mentioned the last few years and we've all heard anecdotally and Stephanie and I are the test cases of this for People working at home, obviously living at home, doing everything at home. And I feel like we've all reconfigured our houses a thousand times since then. Mm -hmm. So what was your business like during the pandemic? And I guess since then, how has it changed? It's, we were very fortunate. It was, it was tough times. It was tough times for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we had certain projects that were just starting that we were able to continue on with the construction and the design. It didn't affect us in a negative. We stayed busy. It was good on on our end. But that being said, then we hit the challenges of like, how are we going to get stuff? Because then it right. was yes. so many delays. It was We were very fortunate to stay busy, but then it was like, oh my gosh, how do we even complete these projects? Because, you know, this is like 
12 weeks out and this is two this is like four months out and it, like nothing was aligning with our process to be able to execute a project in a normal amount of time it, it just it was like broken promises and I hate that I, yeah, I hate yeah. going back to clients and being like oh we can't get that or now now your project's going to be an extra like three months and they're like I'm in a rental or I'm I'm trying to like with finances like how do you afford that mm. so yeah. I think it's it was hard just having those discussions with clients with budget as well so overall it we were we were okay but it was just the industry was it was a a little bit of a mess and we still are on we're still seeing some delays with certain things and things are getting obviously a lot better that's obviously um a positive for us it's a tough go for I know that this is not anything close to real world problems and it became a joke in our house but it took a year for our coffee table to come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, we have a box and yeah. we'd be like, oh, my, it might be nice to put our drink down on something. But, yeah. And when it finally came in, we're like, I do we'll not just believe paint it's it. here. I do, it became a running joke because obviously yeah, it's too funny. Too, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and it is, we are very fortunate. And sometimes I hate complaining about those certain things, but it's more like, it. you know, it's what we're giving to our clients and not yeah. being able to meet those expectations are hard. So that, that was definitely very challenging for us. I'm sure. we. So we read the, a piece on your blog, and we love this quote, your home can reflect who you are, but never what you are worth. Yes. So can you talk to us about that, about your home not having to be mm-hmm. so perfect and manicured and reflecting who you are? So talk yeah. to us about that. What inspired me to write that was, I, you know, obviously I go into a lot of homes for consultations. Mm-hmm. And I mostly meet with the wife or the woman of the home. And it's this constant feeling to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like apologizing for the mess that might be in the sink or their kid's shoes that might be laid out, whatever it may be. I just felt this like kind of this feeling of stop apologizing. This is your home. This is your environment. And I'm just, I'm here to try to make it better for you. So no judgment. There's been times where like, oh, I, I can't bring you upstairs because the bathroom's a mess. And it's, I'm okay. With I'm it. a human I'm okay being too. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> people live my, here. a mess too. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. So I feel like there was always this expectation I would go in and it's always this apology. So mm-hmm. for me, your home, you want it to reflect who you are and you want it to be functional and you want it to have this kind of calming, easing effect when you get home. But it doesn't reflect who you are. It should be a rep- representation of what you want, but it doesn't mean that is that's who you are as a person. That makes me feel a lot better, doesn't it? <laughs> well, me like- too. Me too. Because I feel constantly like things <clears throat> are just constantly straightening up. Yes. The kids' shoes Always. kills me. Oh, the kills shoes. Me. The shoes. Oh. <laughs> All of the shoes. I know. There's, there's never, so many there's shoes. There's never enough storage for shoes. Like it just... <laughs> And they get bigger and bigger. And the jackets, the all of it, the hoodies. But you know what? That look at it a different way now. Like a home should be lived in. Yeah. You know, on, yes. on the flip side, if you go to somebody's house and it looks like a museum and you're scared to sit down on the couch, you're scared to touch anything, that doesn't feel yeah. so welcoming. I yeah. think about growing up in, in the living room where we didn't go to the living room unless we were having company. Oh yeah, you weren't I allowed. Didn't, I didn't the live in a fancy living room. house. It was not yeah. a fancy house, but it was a, a beautiful room. Mm-hmm. And I've made my living room a place where I want to go and sit. I want to yeah. sit in the nice room. Which which is funny you say that because now um more and more we're designing, we're actually taking living rooms out 
like formal living room because they're like why am I they're like why we have this it's not like we're making fancy drinks and appetizer and being like okay let's go sit in this front room or let's let's make some tea it's very people I feel like nowadays are like come in feel comfortable having a little bit more of an open like kind of family dining space where you can entertain hang out so it's not I think people are becoming less and less formal in that way are the formal dining rooms too are those sort of those are those are some people are getting away from it some people are so like no like I love to entertain and Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving whatever it may be we want to we want a space that's separate that we can sit so it's a mix but then some people are like no I, I hate the formal we never use it let's just get rid of it and utilize it for something else. So I think at the end of the day, it's really each home's different, each client's different. Yeah. And it's our job just to really listen to them and what their needs are to be able to create the most functional home that we can for them. That's so interesting because you think about homes that were built in certain times, right? Mm-hmm. Like the 1920s, the 1950s, and then more modern houses, you know, how kitchens used to be smaller, then they became more open. Are structurally, like Stephanie was saying before, when you go into houses to do a big redesign or maybe even with a building project, are there like new mm-hmm. kinds of rooms or new spaces that we haven't even heard of that are <laughs> yeah. like, what's happening out there? I want to know because our living room, I'm actually sitting in right now, it became my yeah. office. And I love it because it's like an office sitting room, which I know is an antiquated word. My kids come in and visit me here and we really use it, which is nice because yeah. we never yeah. use it as a living room. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've had people change rooms into certain things. Like we're doing a home right now and their front formal living room, it's more of like this cool music lounge. So mm, he's cool. really into music. So it's more yeah. of this kind of speakeasy vibe. It's a jazz right? club. Like it's just, it's just, it's really dark and moody and cool. And then I love that his, their dining room is, a, it's a pool table. I know it's like well, every I love that. woman is, but most women are probably like, what? <laughs> But no, awesome. I, think that, I love but we, that. It's designed that there's actually, it's like a beautiful wood one. And then you can put yeah. a, um, a piece of wood on top and it looks like a dining. At the end of the day, it'll actually will then become a dining room. So it, it just, it depends so on what smart. the client wants. There's so many different and unique things that we can turn spaces into. I feel like too, after the pandemic, people are really, really like rethinking how they yeah. live and yeah. what they want in their home. Are there some must-have home accessories that you could tell us about these days? I love some like old, like vintage Turkish items. Mm. If it's like a really cool old pot that we can put some greenery in, I love mm-hmm. that. So it could be like a really contemporary modern space. And then just having that hit of maybe like that rust kind of color or something that has interest that tells a story. We love that. I would say a mix of like maybe some cool vintage items. Pottery is really hot right now. And then... Probably not that it's so much of an accessory, but drapery is huge. Like drapery is in custom drapery is huge right now. We're seeing it a lot in like different tones, velvets, like going back to the headings, Mm -hmm. what's different styles in those and ways that we can layer and add like different elements in a space. So we're seeing a lot of that, but definitely a lot of kind of unique vintage pieces, I would say. Where do you find your inspiration and how do you keep your ideas fresh and individualized for your clients? So for us, I do, we do a lot of traveling. So me and my husband, we've always been like that. For me, going and traveling is something that keeps you inspired, keeps you understanding how other people live and Mm -hmm. being able to bring those inspirations back 
is huge for me. I feel like sometimes I get like stagnant and then I'm like, oh, I, I need more. I need inspiration. So I think just being able for me going to Europe is I've always, I, there's something about Europe that I just, I love. And I bring a lot of those elements into our designs. It could be like, say, lime wash or some, some really cool textures, applied moldings. So having those inspirations really help us to, and then there's just everyday stuff, right? We try to keep up on design shows and events and getting out to new suppliers and just really trying to find those really cool new vendors, like a lot of local artisans as well. So just continuously trying to not be stagnant and mm -hmm. bring everything that we can into our projects. What's lime wash? Should I know what that is? <laughs> no. I was like, it sounds <laughs> cool. It, I yeah, know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know. <laughs> so it's, right. it's paint. It's paint, but it's okay. like limestone crushed Limestone. Into it. Oh, so, oh, yeah. And then you paint your walls in it and it looks, it has this like stone effect. It's very cool. It's, it's huge in Europe. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's very so, cool. There's just, there's so much like amazing inspiration when you travel and you go to different yeah. places yes. and you can like, mm -hmm. I just, I love that for me. It's that's what kind of keeps spark of interest going. I we love have that. controversial topic in our house um, surrounding toss pillows and throw blankets. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts. <laughs> Is the concern that you may have too many. Perhaps I hear, I hear that. Perhaps I just had a friend over the other day who also helps me out with some design, and my husband's. Oh, what's she doing here? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, we're having pillow talk. I called it pillow talk. <laughs> we had to discuss well, pillows, pillows yeah. for the bench. My husband and I were listening to a podcast where the host was talking about. I don't understand all the pillows on the bed. Like you're not even in there when they're on the bed. No one sees. Gotta them. have the pillows. I mean, he's not wrong, pillow, but you have to have the pillows, right? You all right, maybe we to. should let the expert weigh in on the pillows because yeah. you know Talk where we stand. I love, yeah, I love pillows, and it's funny. It's usually two points of when this comes up. Like when I go to like initial meetings, mm -hmm. I find that. If the male's there, they'll be like, don't you think there's too many pillows on this sofa? Or don't you, don't you think there's there's too many pillows on this bed? Or like we just, we get in it and then we throw them on the floor. <laughs> and then the other point is like when we're presenting our design presentations and we're showing visually like renderings and all the items that's going to be there. And there's always like a list of pillows and decor and the husband's, do we? Like once again, do we really need all these pillows and these throws? And I'm like, wait, wait, and it's this. Like this, right. this accessories, you guys, this is your, the podcast too, accessories, that's fashion. Yes. yes. It's bringing those final touches and finishing the space. It's, it's like the icing on the cake. It's, it's bringing it all together. So <laughs> I get it. My this husband's given up. He just knows the pillows are going to be there. He knows he can never <laughs> yes. put him back in the right way. And I know yeah. that too. And that's mm -hmm. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it works. And and then there's the karate chop. And then they're like, oh, oh. yes. Oh, <laughs> they got off the sofa. Yes. And then I feel the other person's like fluffing them or yeah. their partners. Ah. And, you got uh, a karate chop. And then there's also the side I love karate chop. chopping. My Have you guys heard of the side chop? What no. is that? <laughs> is that going in from both sides? Yeah. So there's actually like a side. So instead of the top, it comes in from the side. I'm going to try Should that. I be doing that instead? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to try that and see if anyone <laughs> notices. Yeah. So it's a new, it's like going away from that first initial middle and yeah. it's going yeah. in on the sides. Yeah. It's just a uh, different way of doing things. That's my next activity. <laughs> we, I've got to side chop my, all my pillows now. <laughs> you mentioned getting inspiration from travel and also that a lot of the work you do is 
cool, I would say maybe like clean line spaces. Talk to us about your thoughts on combining the vintage and the old with the new and the modern. How can you do that? So I think it's all, I think it's a lot of the accessories, to be honest. I think, you know, when we're putting spaces together that want to mix all those things, sometimes clients don't want to commit to the like investment pieces being going super one way or the other. So we keep a lot of our spaces neutral. Uh, a lot of our investment pieces too, like custom pieces, maybe we add like a different kind of textual fabric on it. But a lot of those pieces, we just, we keep classic and then we'll start pulling in other things. It's all in the decor and the accessories is how we add touches of a different kind of vibe that we want in our spaces. That's really nice. So if we can bring it back to the accessory, mm-hmm. do you ever find inspiration for interior design from fashion? Of co- yeah, definitely. Like 100%. There's always been an argument of, does that really affect interiors? And it does. Like the runway stuff or things that are happening in Europe. If we really look like pre-forecasting what we're going to see in our spaces, it's happening in the fashion world. So in ways, the some of the design stuff is actually happening after the fashion. I would say for me, like when I'm putting an outfit together, it's sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm like even we'll be working on a project. I'm like, I feel like I'm like vibing this project because I have <laughs> I look like camel. my couch. Right? Yeah, I have this like camel tone. And then it's definitely, I would say fashion reflects completely on what's happening in the interior world. Love it's that. so funny you said that because so cool. I feel like this is true for me that my clothes reflect my home and vice mm-hmm. versa. It's probably yeah. true for a lot of people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never really thought about that way. That's so interesting. Yeah. We have to check out those runways to see what we're going to be. I know. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are there certain Instagram accounts that you get inspiration from? So I would say there's always, I'm always looking at other interior designers as well. I think that we all support each other. We're all, we're all inspired by what we're doing, but I think just looking at different, once again, fashion, when I'm looking at different fashion accounts, we're seeing a lot of those different trends and things that inspire us. It's a, it's a mix. It's definitely looking at what's happening in the design world, what's happening in the fashion. So following those kind of cool, trendy accounts. And then I do follow a lot of travel accounts as well. So just like looking at beautiful, like beautiful architecture and beautiful landscapes, and then just pulling that inspiration and using it. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, because we stalked you on Instagram for a while, just so you know, where can our listeners find you? Where would you like them to go? So you can, on all accounts, we're at Lisa Coyster Designs. So Instagram, Facebook, you can find us there. And yeah, we really, we post all of our projects to really try to just inspire people and bring inspiration into their lives. Love that. What a pleasure it's been to chat with you today, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your clutch and to learn more about you and your work. It's been really fun for us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I honestly, you guys are awesome. (laughs) I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like this was our HGTV episode. I know. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm going to side chop my pillows. Me too. I'm going to look in my closet for inspiration. (laughs) And there we go. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We loved it. Thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life's Accessories. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and get in touch. Thanks for tuning in. 